bullshit. Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out a bit. Childish, oh shit. How can I pet when I'm still a kid? Childish, oh shit. Hey, I'm Greg Fitzsimmons. I'm Allison Rosen. Greg is enjoying some nuts. Sahel snacks, honey almonds. Yeah, not a sponsor yet. No. And uh, we don't have room for any more. We have people that email us. Can we sponsor you? We're sorry. At this time, our our, our dance card is full. That's not true. No. We'll open it up for special you. But anyway, I was was just commenting on the nuts because there was a little mouth sound happening that I know that uh, listeners don't love. They don't notice that stuff, do they? I don't know. Recently, I I never think they do, but recently on my show, I was trying to... No, sorry. I always think that they notice everything, and so I worry about it, and then people write in, and they're like, I never hear the stuff you're worried that I'm going to hear. So I was setting a timer while the show was going, and everyone, even people who didn't listen to the show, apparently heard that timer. It was so loud. Greg. I want to talk about something that happened in my neighborhood. It was a death of a very special man who you may or may not have heard of, but you've seen his face and you've seen his acting. And his name is Orson Bean, and I understand you knew Orson as well. Yeah, I don't know how my dad was friends with him, but he was, and uh, we went to his house for Hands Across America, uh-huh. so a long time ago. People might not even remember what that was, uh, but that was the first time I ever saw the Venice Canals. Oh, yeah. And I saw the headline that he had passed away, and I thought, well, yeah, he was 93. Yeah. But then it turned out that he was run over. Yeah, there's a theater that's right around the corner from our house called the the, uh, Pacific Rep, and he was very involved. I mean, this is a guy, first of all, to go back, he was a guy who, um, you know, he was born in like 1930 or something. Mm. Yeah, he's old. and um, But he was a big deal. You know, he... He did did a bunch of TV series, movies, and then he ended up like one of those guys who went on The Tonight Show like over 200 times, and then he guest hosted a bunch of times. And He was on my favorite show of all, Facts of Life. Oh, right. Yeah, he played Beverly Ann's boyfriend. And then he was, um, you know, and he was like a comedian. He was funny. He was like a character, and he was just this great actor. But then he got blacklisted from the Communist Party. For being, a, he went just went to a few meetings, got blacklisted, and he took off in like the '60s in a van. He took his family and stuck them in a van, and they he like founded a school that was based on like I new age thinking, and he was just a real free spirit, a real intellectual. Wrote a bunch of books, and then got back into Hollywood, right back to the top again. But anyway, in his retirement, the last twenty years, he's just been all about the community, mm-hmm. and and every year, my kids, we would go see a Christmas tale. And it was at the Lutheran Church right on Venice. And he would be, he would, he would play Scrooge. And uh, every year, and he produced the events. Oh, wow. And he was the curator for the Pacific Rep. And so he was very involved in all the plays. His wife is a great actress, and they would star in things together. Yeah, she, Allie Mills, right? Yeah, From, I think so. Yeah. She was the mom on Wonder Years. So she was doing a production. He, was, he drove by to pick her up, and he got out of the car and got run over. It's terrible. Very terrible, but uh, great memories of him being around the neighborhood. It was a big part of why why, why I, uh, I I loved uh, going to that theater. And uh, you'll really be missed. Does Bean. that is there something about the way the streets 
our structure that made something blind or was it just someone no, reckless? No, it's Venice Boulevard. They People run it pretty fast at night. It was it was uh, on a Saturday night, I think. It's and just so crazy to me that someone makes it to 93 and then that's what, like you just expect it's something old age, health I know, related. I know, you've, you've crossed so many streets at that yeah. point in your life. But uh, no, and the two guys that ran him over were... Um, they were on all fours on the sidewalk crying. They were hysterical. You can imagine. Yeah. Oh, that's so awful. Well, also awful, but not to the same degree. Um, maybe not even awful. I just want to know your thoughts on this one, Greg. So Daniel and I typically don't go all out for Valentine's Day. Right. Our anniversary is um, soon after. And I don't know. We just, we just Valentine's Day is just not something we do a lot for. But oftentimes... Will say that, and then he'll surprise me with this like beautiful because he's really artistic, and he'll make like a beautiful homemade card, and I'll feel bad for my Hallmark card that I give him. Mm-hmm. So this year we were, but since having kids, there's just less time to like m- do a whole art project for me. Um, so we were just going to give each other cards, and I got him a card, and I sat down and I wrote something like nice and heartfelt, and then I we both had cards for each other. Uh, and he handed me mine and he, before I'd opened it, he opened mine for him and he takes it out and he looks at it and he goes, oh, I didn't write this much. And I felt like such a foolish asshole. It was so weird. I, he, maybe he didn't say it with the same tone. He didn't, because the, the, it wasn't an apologetic tone. I don't know what it was, but it made me feel like just, it's I'm not insecure in this marriage, but it made me feel like, oh, how uncool of me to have written all this. Oh, really? I was surprised that it made me feel that way. Wow. It made You're me feel- still afraid to show yourself 100% I husband. didn't think I was, mm. but it was. it's like, I don't know if anyone's had this experience. It's like calling someone you like, maybe back in high school, and at the end, they're like, well, thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I'm just going to go find a hole and bury myself in it. It really made me feel like, oh, he's like a cool guy. And it took me back to high school. It was so strange. Wow. And then I was like, but but I wrote all that. I mean, it's true. But also, I wrote all that because I feel like in the past, he's made me feel bad for not writing enough. Mm-hmm. So you were being vulnerable, and he, uh, he wasn't. He didn't handle it well, and that set something off for you. So. It really did. Like it it really kind of lasted for I mean and I I uh he's like I didn't write this much. And then he, cuz he's really sensitive to picking up. We both like feed off of each other. He's like, "Is that okay?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's fine." Mm. <laughs> but then later, as soon as Elliot went out of the room, I think I was like, "Just so you know, my reaction is like I'm feeling like a I feel foolish for having written as much as I did." And he's like, "No, no, I don't want you to feel that way." But I don't know. I didn't think this far into our marriage when I really don't feel insecure. I didn't think that I could be made. I didn't think that I would have that reaction, but I did. Well, that's good. Now you know what you need to work on. You know, Writing that's less? what life is. You need to. Yeah. You need to. Be vulnerable. That actually happened recently. I was texting with someone and something they said made me feel very like, I don't feel. And I was like, let me, I need to like make a note of this and figure out why I'm having this reaction. 
My wife gave me nothing, if that makes you feel better. She never... I don't understand this Valentine's Day holiday. <laughs> Why is it that women want equality and all this kind of shit, and then Valentine's Day comes along? I write her a way longer card. I write her long... Uh, first of all, I was away. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a card and I hid it in the room so I could tell her where to find it on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's Day. so sweet. And then I sent her flowers, and I have ADHD, so I then sent her flowers again because <laughs> I forgot that I sent her flowers. <laughs> was this and, the same one twice? No, different? two different companies. Oh, that's nice. More flowers. Well, first of all, can fucking 1-800-Flowers please send me an email receipt confirming <laughs> my order, which they didn't send, which I would have seen. <laughs> right. And uh, and so I sent it off and both had nice long cards. <laughs> and I get home and like, she's got a card that she like signed. There was like a little message, mm. but not. So you got the same thing. She but just... it didn't bother me. But I, it, it only don't, bothers don't me. It only bothers me that there is still this. It's a one-sided holiday, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, I have been guilty of regarding it as a one-sided holiday because oftentimes we'll say we're not going to do anything, and then, like I said, he does something. So then I didn't want. I didn't want to be the Aaron of this situation. Mm. So I poured my heart out in a car. Yeah. The one time he doesn't. I do feel like it's kind of- It's like of a- walking into the bedroom in negligee and the guy laughs. Yes, I just banged the table. Mm. It kind of is. How should he have handled it? You know, he just, he shouldn't have even said anything like that. He, he should, should have- just not have said anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not keeping score. It's not keep, you're not is keeping he? score. Is he? I don't know. You got separate checking accounts. <laughs> Who's got more in their account? <laughs> Mine is the big one. Really? We, we use his for, his paycheck goes into his. And if a check comes addressed to both of us, of us, we deposit it into his, but it's ours. And then I try to pay bills out of that one. And then we try to use mine as like the savings account. I just showed our hand because we just recorded <laughs> oh, the Jimmy Pardo you. first. We did. And then we now we're doing the introduction after he left and we just referenced something that happens later. But maybe let's, you just knew. All right, just let's stop that. wasting time. No, no. We're gonna we leave that it. in. All right, we're organic. Why don't you read an ad and then let's just let's just start the Jimmy Pardo thing. I'm not reading an ad. I'm talking about someone that I love. Oh. And it happens to be Mod Cloth. Do you know Mod Cloth? Not familiar. This is a uh, company that makes hand-drawn prints, unexpected silhouettes, uh, an inclusive size range that celebrates all women, super stylish clothes. There are women that I see that are dressed in like vintage looking outfits and cool shoes and cool purses and cool, the whole, they're just cool from head to toe. And I'm always like, where do women who look that stylishly put together in a cool vintage way. Like, where do they shop? Mm. And then I discovered Mod Cloth, and I was like, that's, I'm on to them. That's where they shop. Mm. The stuff is so cute, so stylish, vintage-inspired pieces, but made relevant for right now, crafted by a team of in-house designers. Um, they, uh, it's a really great fit, and it's such a good source of 
super, and they also have stuff for your home. I fell in love with this duffel bag that they had on the site a few years ago, uh, and my listeners bought it for me. Oh, yeah, it was so nice, nice because I kept talking about how I wanted, I needed mm-hmm. to go get it. To get 15% off your purchase of 100 or more, including sale items, go to modcloth.com, M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com, and enter code CHILDISH at checkout. Promo code cannot be combined with other offers. Again, that's modcloth.com and enter code CHILDISH for 15% off your order of 100 or more. Modcloth.com, code CHILDISH for 15% off your order of 100 or more. Allison, this is exciting. We have never in the history of CHILDISH, which is about 15 months in, had a guest in studio. We... not intentionally. One time there was a drifter named Ray in my backyard. Oh, that's right. So you forced him to come on the show. Mm-hmm. But we've never intentionally booked a guest. Yeah, this is our first featured celebrity guest. I know. We had a couple live shows. We had Andy Richter once, and then mm-hmm. we had... Uh, Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson at Sketch San Francisco. Yeah, and we were like, we like this. Yeah. We were like, we like this, and we don't like each other. No, we said when we started this show that we were going to do a year without a guest. Yeah, that's true. And then we did the year, and now we we were going to change it up a little bit. And can't think of a better person to bring in than a guy who I've been friends with for, uh, gosh, 20 years probably. And he just recently did my podcast, and I did his. It's Jimmy Pardo. Hello. Jimmy Pardo, host of... Sit down. Let me show you how it's done. Host of Never Not Funny, which is about to have their thousandth episode. Unbelievable. And, and host of the web show, the newish web show, Jimmy's Records and Tapes. And he and I, maybe we don't go back 20 years, but I feel like we're really good friends. Oh, there's no question. There's really no question. Friends, we instantly right? bonded. I will say, I, I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Right? Because we both had dreams about each other at one point. What? We did. Yeah. We both had dreams about each other. Whoa. I think in the same week. You know yeah. what the people say about that, the experts. What do the experts say about the dreams? There is there's a little psychosocial underpinning to the uh, dream about each other, even if the dream isn't sexual. I'm not suggesting that. that hers wasn't. I can't quite remember mine. I think, I think it might have been. I think it was. Did I tell you that though? I think or you did said Twitter it on the show? I think Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And then I tried to look for it because I wanted to hear that and masturbate to it. And then, uh, but I couldn't scry. I, I, no, and uh, you know, I love you and your program. But on that day, I just yeah. wasn't in the mood to hear anything but just the talk of me. And I couldn't find it. And so I gave up. There should be a way that you can just put in a search term. Maybe I feel like me, I heard that maybe that's coming. You should just be able to put in a search term and it can just. Find that the audio. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I am so freaked out by facial recognition right now. There's an app that this guy came up with, and uh, his his previous accomplishments as a web guru was putting Donald Trump's hair on yourself in a Photoshop. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he comes up with facial recognition, and he basically, I forget the word they use for it, but, oh, scraping. Scraping Facebook scraping Twitter, every social medium, pulling billions of photos off, and you can get this app, and I could literally, if I'm at a bus stop, see a hot woman, snap her photo, and my app will tell me her name, 
You can look up her address. Wait, what? It's like yeah. Shazam for people. I don't like yeah. it. I, you know, it's, I th- there was always a joke that somebody would make that. Like, if you were at a party or something, you go, oh, who's that person? And then, But now it's happening? It's real. Right. And apparently it's much darker than... Because I, like you're saying, Jimmy, I also have been like, there should be a little thing that you can just hold it, you know, uh, like scan a person's face and know who they are because you forget their name. Yeah. But not this sort of and using children, it for stalking. Because people are putting their kids on their, you know... Here's my kid at his birthday party. Right. You know, some people, I don't know. Do you put Oliver on your I do not. Danielle media? does on her private Facebook page. Yeah. But I do not put him on yeah, social media at all. I don't put my all. kids on social media until they got to be, you know, 16 or so. And then I put him in a little My bit. son is Tyler Oakley. Uh, and then, so he found his own way to get on the internet. <laughs> so he's doing okay. He couldn't be held back. Yeah. Yeah, I do. We've talked about this before. I do put my kids on there. And I know there's going to come a point where I shouldn't anymore. But I remember... Back, you know, when when my kids were infants and talking to friends and a friend who didn't want to put her baby on there because and what she said is she didn't want to because who knows what's going to happen with with facial recognition software in the future. And I thought, well, that sounds paranoid. But well, maybe it's not. here. It's here. It's here. The and Trump you know, guy. And now the upside <laughs> is the people on the uh, on the the pro side say they they have solved a number of crimes, including serial killer. And child, uh, child abduction. You know, well, pornographers uh, or whatever. So you go. Well, that's a pretty big upside to argue against. Mm. But then the downside is something that is a slippery slope. Where really, you know, it's 1984. I wonder the the, the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, the year I graduated high school. I just oh, want to re- hey, refer to the year I graduated high school. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Did you graduate high in your class? I was. I, by that, I, I mean on drugs. I, I was. <laughs> I was so high that I was literally the last kid to make it over. Two kids didn't graduate. I. I found out it was one of those. Your tube will either be empty or not. Oh, you can really? walk the stage. Oh, but, but you're you gonna don't... have to check your tube when you get to the other side of it. Really? Yeah, I had to do a bunch of extra. You credit mean like your little stuff. scroll that they hand you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I had to do a bunch of hand-ins at the end. I remember one was a paper on Moby Dick, and I remember plagiarizing the shit mm-hmm. out of it, thinking, I graduate tomorrow. How much time can they really right. check how much I stole from this? So, uh, yeah, no, I was not a good student at all. Back in the pre-internet days, where would you plagiarize from? Oh, there was a kid uh, a year ahead of me who mm-hmm. I was friends with, and he gave me his paper. Nice. Yeah. He had this paper for a year later of Moby Dick. Yeah. He didn't instantly toss it the second that he got. No, his... no. He he sold stuff. Oh, he sold kids. stuff. Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. had a, a market. Oh, yeah. I see a little business going. Yeah. What kind of student were you, Jimmy? Horrible. I, uh, I I've of, I've often said that uh, school to me was the eight hours before play rehearsal. <laughs> I just waited for just waited it out. Yeah. And then there were there was a time I went through a little phase where I stopped going to school on Mondays, and <laughs> I, I just, love it. And then my stepfather said to me, you know, we know what you're doing. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, you haven't gone to school on Monday in like six weeks. I'm like, oh, geez, okay. He's like, you got to go to school. You know, that's, you know, your mother and I don't ask much. You got to go to school. And he was right. Where would you go on Mondays? I just would go, I'm sick and I would just stay home and. Were your parents uh, both working? Yeah, they were both working. Oh, so you had the house to yes, yeah, so watch Bueller. game shows. Yeah, and, uh, but then I would still go to play rehearsal. I would still like, oh, it's three o'clock. I'd get in the car and <laughs> and head over to play rehearsal. <laughs> and even my drama teacher, Linda Deutsch, who's uh, was a wonderful lady, of course, uh, uh, maybe 
maybe she still is. I don't know. I haven't the spoken Deutsch to her in 30 years. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> she said uh, the kind of the same thing that at the same time as my stepfather. She's like, you know, if you don't come to school, you can't come to play rehearsal. Yeah. And, oh, and they I, had tipped her off. And I was like, well, I, I was like, well, I, I don't even have your class today. She's like, man, there's, you know, th- th- yeah, she was They're tipped talking. off. There's chatter of it. Now, why? Deutsch was in the loop. Why? George is in the loop. <laughs> Why Monday versus another day? Three days. I had a three day, yeah. a little three day. Uh, Makes sense. Boomtown yeah. rats. I don't like Mondays. Yeah. That's always when the serial killers kill. It's always on Mondays. I did not know that. Yep. You know, we should compile a list of things like that and see if they're really true. Because whenever I get on an airplane that is full, I think, oh, nothing bad. I mean, except for the fact that it's going to be a miserable flight. Nothing bad's going to happen because if they're going to hijack a plane, they're not going to do a full one. Is that true? I don't understand the logic. I think the idea is it's harder to commandeer that many people. So I, th- I think I heard that the uh, 9-11 flights were all like not packed. Th- those were not, uh, those were early morning uh, yeah. not packed flights. So I think I got it in my head that like, because I'm always like, well, Cups half full and cup half empty if I'm on a pretty light Plain flight. Hot yeah. yeah, like at least I'm going to die with a whole row to myself. I, I'm i with you. I would rather have the whole yeah. row and take the risk of going down yes. than be stuck sitting next to somebody for four hours Same. and get out of it nicely. Yeah. Right? How about this guy who was slamming the seat of the woman in front of her? What's your take on that? Oh, I think he's an asshole. Yes. He's an but, asshole. But then Delta Airlines, Delta, I right? Know. Well, yeah. it, it was an American Airlines, but then the Delta guy, first, un, to this, nobody who asked you? Why, nobody asked you. Why, why are you waiting yeah, in? Why did you just like upset everybody that's on Delta? <laughs> right. No, you should ask the person behind you. Delta, stay out of this. Shut your mouth. <laughs> um, he said you should ask the you person should ask. behind you. You should say, is yeah. it okay if I recline the, uh, right. the seat? Meanwhile, Delta. Delta seats are the tightest of all airlines. Are they tighter than American? No, I, I think American's American the same as Delta. But like, I'm five foot eight, and my knees are touching the seat in front. How about these guys that get on there to six foot three? How do you look? I'm uh, we're all three of us are not the tallest. I'm yeah. five foot four and a half. Yeah, and when I'm sadly stuck in steerage, sometimes <laughs> I'm with you. It's like if, if I'm in row twenty two, you know, seat B. Uh, that's a that's a middle seat. Mm. Yeah, uh, don't take that one. Yeah, that's horrible. That's just bad. That's just bad planning on my part. Yeah. But it's still like I'm a tiny man, and it's hitting my knees. How yeah, is that? Yeah, I, I, yeah. All I'm doing is uh, using more words to agree with you. Right, but but uh, but saying that you're even smaller, I'm even tinier than yeah. you, and it's a nightmare. Right. So how does somebody six foot sit in row twenty two and not be miserable? And of course, you need the seat back when you take off. You actually need that two inches. Yes, you do. That being said, are you guys on the side of one should never recline? Because I remember when I first encountered this thinking, because I've always been. I never even thought twice about it. Like, yeah, you recline, you can recline. That's an option you have if your seat reclines. And I did a story on the Adam Carolla show and it was like top 10, you know, pet peeves of flyers. And the number one most annoying thing, I don't know where this ran, but everyone agreed in this survey that people who recline are the most annoying. What? In, That's absurd. And rude. I never, yeah, I'd never heard of that. I had a woman do it to me once. I reclined and she was pushing her knees against me and wouldn't let me recline. Really? And I had my feet on the seat in front of me, pushing, pushing mine back. back. <laughs> and I finally said to the flight attendant, I go, can you tell this woman to let me recline? And the flight attendant did. Oh, she did? Yeah. I mean, I have a f- terrible temper, and I almost got in a fist fight on a flight not that long ago. And I said to the guy, I go, I'm not in the mood. And he looked at me and he goes, 
I'm not in the mood either. Oh, here we and go. And I was like, why don't I take my seat? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I need the backstory. I had some overhead and it was taking me a long time to get my overhead in. Oh. And he made a comment to me and I put my shit down. I turned around and I spoke with him and he was quite a bit larger than me and he was not in the mood. Wow. Now, well, if he was in the mood, I could have, you know, eyeballed him. You're talking, when you're saying the mood, you're talking about sex, right? <laughs> I want to make sure I understand the story. Yeah, you're talking about bang. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right, just making sure. Right, all right. right. You know, I once said this to a uh, flight attendant. There was a, a comedian on pl- on the plane, uh, <laughs> and and we were all kind of, uh, it, you know, you know how it is when you're on the road as as a comic, and sometimes at a at a hub, be it Dallas or Chicago, like y'all. Hey, where were you? Where were you? So like, there were four of us came from different cities. We're in Chicago. We're all getting on the plane, and one of the comics is a guy. I don't want to say his name. He just, but he drives me nuts. Yeah. And there was one empty seat in first class, and I luckily got you know upgraded. And there was one left. And I said to the flight attendant, "I go, if you upgrade that guy, I will take this plane down." <laughs> and she goes, "What?" <laughs> and then Tommy Johnigan was the other comic, and he goes, "He goes, you can't say that." And I go, "I go, what did I say?" He goes, "You said you're threatening to take the plane down." I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't want to sit next to that guy," and I'm sincere. Uh, and then luckily, they did not move him up. Is uh, it Bobby Collins? It was not. No, I'm happy with Bobby's uh, bright teeth sitting next to me. I got no problem with his gorgeous <laughs> and his good certs breath. He, he <laughs> that's a callback from '92. Yeah, he was a certs. Uh, boy, he's a beautiful man. He's got a mm. nice tan with the whitest teeth you've ever seen, mm. and he pulls off that. I don't know what those hats are called. I'm not a hat guy. Uh, uh, Greg, you love the hat. What type you know, of kind hat of a, does he wear? Is it a newsy cap? Not. It's not a newsy, but it's kind of a, a fed, but like a, a wickered fedora. What would oh, that be called? Oh yeah. What a are those? Straw a straw hat? Yeah, but it's not a straw hat either. It's it's a good looking a sombrero. Yes, he's wearing a sombrero. Yeah. That's his. That's his thing. <laughs> It's weird that you couldn't remember that I can't word. Remember it. You know, I, I, Roberto I, Collins. Um, I, whatever, he looks good in that hat. And polyester, keeping it alive. All right, enough about him. I don't even know who this is. He's a good, he's Can a good. we talk about something child related? Yeah, let's childish. Talk, let's. Well, we have we have stuff to get to, but I would like to know from Jimmy what it's like being the parent of an only child. Yes, and your thoughts on that because we have people writing in a lot who are considering having a second or trying for a second. They have concerns about parenting an only child, or they. Yeah, I was I was actually going to say or the other, but actually in general, it's people who are worried like. I feel Should like- they put one up for adoption? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only children thoughts. What's your question? Yeah, it was real all over the place. Yeah. It was kind of like, could you pull a question out from this word cloud I just uh, gave you? I, 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 here's what I will say about me and my brain is that, um, I don't think I can handle more than one child. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's my own, uh, narcissism. And and what we've chosen to do uh, to do for a living, and uh, I think if I had to be a dad who had to bring somebody to soccer, somebody to tennis, and somebody there, it's like, well, then where's time for me in this business where we need time for us? Mm-hmm. And so when we, I think the plan was to have two kids, or you know, or uh, or but I don't think it was ever more than two. And then Danielle and I look, our son is. He's great. And you kind of knew he was great early on. And I was like, you know what? Let's not take the risk. Quit while we're ahead. Uh, yes, yeah, quit while we're ahead. Yeah. You know, we, we won with this guy. And why bring somebody in uh, who, you know, might. Uh, and, and and by the way, I don't think there's any better people than Daniel or, Daniel or I. If there is something mentally or physically wrong, I think, you know, there, we have so much love in us that we would embrace that and do whatever. But we, we that didn't happen. So why risk that? Mm. I know that sounds assholey, but I don't mean no, it assholey. No, no. Look, I mean, it's the other thing is like, you know, 
if you have kids when you're 21, they're all coming out blonde-haired, blue-eyed, good teeth, Bobby Collins-type children. Right. But, you know, once you hit 30, you know, it gets a little riskier having kids. Yeah. So- And how, how old was Danielle when she had? Uh, boy, I don't know if she's comfortable with me saying this. Older than 30, right? Um, I don't know. Hang on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly. Certainly right. older than 30. Because I think she and I have talked about, she and I talked about pregnancy and getting pregnant and I all that stuff. I guess it would be mid-30s, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, yeah, or at least sure. approaching mid-30s is when, because right. I was 40, I was 41. Mm. So what's seven away from that? Uh, minus, is that the 34? <laughs> she yeah. was 34. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But uh, so we got pregnant kid. about nine months before the kid was born, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, how traditional! Yeah, we did. <laughs> you it, did it the old-fashioned way. We did the old-fashioned way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we like, didn't just order the like child. Not like that plane ticket you got the weekend before. Right. This you was, planned. Wait, this was a plan. Yeah. This wasn't going to the counter. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Remember the old movies when they would run up to the counter? There was a, th- their lover was on yeah. the plane yeah. and they hadn't told him they loved him yet, and they would buy that ticket right at the counter. Have you ever been on a plane when someone professed their love? You mean like like proposed? Anything that you see in the movies no. where someone's running onto a plane. Oh, maybe it happens. Oh, you mean somebody runs on and goes, I, don't take off. I yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course not. No, it's never happened. No, I've never seen that happen. No. But then, maybe, maybe on 9 10 2001, it could have happened, but 9 11 changed everything. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> yeah. It really took the romance <laughs> yeah. out of flying. It used to be crazy. Like, to your point, though, I remember one time, I, and I know this isn't child related, but I had forgotten my ticket to go to uh, Portland, Oregon, and a paper ticket. And I arrived. I said, Oh, I don't have my paper ticket. They're like, uh, I'll go, go home and get it. Yeah. Like, I have time for that? Yeah, you have time. And I literally went home, got my ticket, and came back. Yeah, welcome <laughs> aboard, sir. Whereas now, there would never be the time for that. <laughs> yeah, right. I uh, I remember being in Hawaii, and we were flying from one island to another island. So it was one of those little puddle, puddle jumper planes. And this guy is at the airport, little airport, little shack, you know, nothing. And uh, this guy shows up, and he literally is teetering, can barely stand up, smells like alcohol, mm-hmm. and he's loud, and he's a little belligerent, and he's buying a ticket with cash at the counter, and we're there with Owen is little, and we're just, I really felt like, I don't want to be on a plane right. with this fucking guy, and why, how irresponsible is this airline that they're selling him a ticket? And uh, and he got on, and he, luckily he sat Did down he and passed the out. And then he, yeah, got, he, he got behind the yeah. wheel, and he got us there safely. That's all you get out of it. <laughs> that was the pilot. He was just buying peanuts. That's why his money was out. Sure. Um, so let's get to some topics. We have uh, items in the news. Let's first do of it. All. Time for the news. Right, an article in the New York Times written by a writer that I like a lot named Jancy Dunn. Oh, uh, Jancy Dunn, sure. Do you know her? Nope. Uh, <laughs> your cheating wallet, and it is about something that they are calling financial infidelity, which is defined as engaging in a financial behavior expected to be disapproved of by one's romantic partner and intentionally failing to disclose this behavior to mm. them. So Jancy says it can run the gamut from mild deceptions, such as neglecting to mention your daily coffee habit, to huge transgressions like gambling away the kids college fund uh in 2018 a poll found that 42 percent of adults
adults in relationships admitted to financial waywardness. Uh, 2019 surveys found that the most pervasive secrets people kept from their significant others were, in order of most common to least, credit card debt, hidden bank accounts, a gambling hobby, and unpaid student loans. Then they go on to talk about making a commitment to transparency. Apparently, there are financial therapists Hmm. that people can go to. yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about this? Well, do you and Daniel have separate accounts? We do have separate accounts. When we first got married, we got a joint account, and that lasted about six months. It's like, we, 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 we you know, we're adults. Mm-hmm. And she's had her whole life of doing her bank, and so had I. So to merge, it seemed really weird. That uh, actually makes me feel so much better, because Daniel and I... We merged a tiny bit like he put me on his, on his account, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can get his money, he can't get yours? <laughs> we, I haven't been intending to add him to my account. I just haven't yet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, a, it's, oh, a, it's, it's a longer story. Where's your to-do list? <laughs> I want to see where that falls on the to-do list. <laughs> but, but truly, we regard the money as shared. So it's just that like this account is used for this thing, and this one is used for... I, but for this, however, for the longest time, I felt like what's wrong with us that we haven't merged, but it's just what you're saying, Jimmy. It's like we met each other when we had been adults for a long time. Right? I'm not yeah. following what either one of you is saying. Because you we, and Aaron got together young. We got together young, but she had she had college debt quite a bit, and I took it on. And before, as soon as we got married, I paid off all of her loans. Wow. And we had a joint account. And I just always felt like you're all in. I mean, you guys, in my mind, are not fully married. You're hedging your bets still. Oh, she's not got a foot off the door every day. But, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, but I, was, le- I just need my money if that happens. But legally, us having separate accounts wouldn't do Means anything. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, like legally, they're still it's still considered the, joint property. The upside is when you buy each other presents for holidays, birthdays, whatever, then at least they don't know what you spent. Like she, we, she pays the credit card bills. She knows exactly she knows. what I spent on her necklace. <laughs> that yeah. that looks like it's worth a few hundred, but it's not. She's sixty bucks it. at a Man, craft shop to, you know, in oh, Denver. Oh, crafts. Yeah, Denver very specific. <laughs> turquoise <laughs> the cheapest of all stuff does she like turquoise well it's her birthstone oh, I so see. i get away with that is she native american she is actually oh, okay yeah because they like the turquoise right yeah her her, I, her indian name is her like turquoise oh boy that's got to be offensive to somebody <laughs> and, and, I I'm set, and i set it up yeah i know i'm taking the. what b- were you doing <laughs> i making a mistake is what i was doing you're owning it though i own all my mistakes allison <laughs> i didn't know that turquoise was a birthstone i guess i didn't uh, maybe i made that up <laughs> <laughs> to justify maybe that's December. just her excuse yes, for uh, liking turquoise she was born in the month of cub- cubic zirconia <laughs> so she just she loves glass she loves she loves beach yeah. beach glass what's yeah, that beach called <laughs> <laughs> a little beach no lightning stones cape, cape cape may diamonds or something there's some name oh. for like beer bottles that are rubbed smooth by sand uh, over time yeah we've lost jimmy no i just don't know you have I'm, I'm very present i just don't know it well let me ask you That's this I mean Where, does danielle koenig have a stream of income at this point again it's pronounced koenig koenig uh and what was your question please <laughs> if she has her own account what's her stream of income at this point she works she's, she's a writer here in town Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, yeah, so she... Uh, she was a writer on a show that my friend, who used to appear on my show all the time, Greg Heller, was a showrunner of. And really? he could not stop talking about how funny she is and what a great writer she is. What show was that? 
What was the comment section? The comment section with uh, Michael Costa. Yeah. Who, oh. had the, who had the greatest catchphrase in the world. Uh, he would do a segment and they would go, and that's the Costa doing business. Oh. And I <laughs> loved it every single time he said it. And whenever I see him, yeah. I go, there he is. And that's the Costa. Doing business, and we laugh, and then he probably walks away and goes, "If this dickhead says that one more time, there's no doubt." But, I, but I'm not going to stop saying it. Yeah, it's like when people see Howard Stern and they go, "Hey now, oh jeez, Baba Booey, Baba, you, you right?" Hmm. Uh, what would people yell if they saw you? What's your catchphrase? Uh, what I I don't know if I have a catchphrase. You have catchphrase. Oh, you know what it is it, from our podcast, Bag of Corn, mm. uh, which has been around for a long time. So the newer listeners don't know it, but in the old days, like I remember one time I'm walking down the street, and a guy just goes, "Bag of Corn, friend," and I was like, "That's that guy's the greatest." How do you not like that guy? Uh, for uh, you know, where so, does Bag of Corn come from? It is Graham Elwood and I, comedian Graham Elwood and I, were working in Merrillville, Indiana, and they had a popcorn machine at the comedy club, and. Uh, they would give um, little, you know, those little tubs of popcorn, you know, and and the bag had not really taken off yet in, in movie theaters, but there was bags of popcorn as well, and so he was this guy that apparently had never seen popcorn in a bag; he'd only seen it in a tub, and so we're having this. I'll say heated conversation about how I was crazy that popcorn, and I, I finally just went, "Yeah, bag of corn, friend." <laughs> And we then that broke the ice. And we just laughed like idiots, yeah. and then it became a catchphrase on our show because uh, we retold that story, and then it became T-shirts. We yeah. actually got little. Uh, we sold little uh, chip clips that said it. Had those? Had those sell? The chip clips? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did fine. You had a few left in the garage. Uh, we might have a. We might have some. Actually, I don't think we do anymore. I think we ended up giving them away and such. But uh, what's been your merch item that sold the best? It's always a shirt with our logo. And I always think that that's not going to be really? the thing that sells the because most. Because yeah. I I thought that a shirt with an inside phrase, no, like those... the rules about, you don't know all the rules about muffins, that's mm. a real thing on our show. I, I thought that would fly off the shelves more and than a logo. It uh, Anytime we do something, other than Bag of Corn Friend, because that, that was our second one, but that one worked okay. But every other one that we go, here it is, yeah. we got it now, inside yeah. joke, catchphrase, yeah. nothing. Yeah. Did we put out a logo one? Yeah, big seller. There right. you go. Uh, maybe other shows, because to your point, I have see other shows logos. that they have uh, the catchphrase and and it they sell my. Oh, crazy. my favorite murder! They put out a new shirt every month. Do they really? They, oh my god! Uh, d- d- what is it? Uh, Drive safely and don't rape is one of theirs. And I see the bumper really? stickers. I see the T-shirts. Oh, that's like a twist stay on stay sexy, sexy. Don't get murdered. Don't get murdered. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a news story, Greg? No. Oh. I do, actually. Mine involves McDonald's. And McDonald's has come around. First of all, you know, Burger King has the, the what do you call the fake? Uh, the impossible. The impossible yeah. meat, which I tried and is outstanding. It's really, it tastes <clears throat> very meat-like. You got to be careful saying it out loud because there's a contingent of anti-fake uh, meat people that get very vocal. Why? Really? What are they mad media. at? cows i don't know i think it's because rogan kind of came out against it and then when and so they feel that they need to you know take that message to the streets for him why did he come out against it well he's very into nutrition he's very knowledgeable about nutrition and you know he's uh you know bodybuilder and i think yes i'm familiar (laughs) so uh people are so i think they take what he says seriously and he probably has good information on it but i'm just talking about I ate one, and I liked it. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not going to have three a day. It's not carcinogenous, uh, carcinogenous mm. enough to affect my liver if I have one a month. 
I'm sorry, I'm stuck on trying to figure out what the actual cancer Carcinogous. causing. Carcinogous? Maybe? Carcinogenic. Carcinogenic. Okay. Good. Show can move on now. So McDonald's announced in February 2018, well, this is an old story. Hmm. Let's bring it into the now. That they're setting their sights on shaping up their Happy Meal offerings to make people happier. Uh, they're going to serve more fruit, vegetables, low fat. Here's some of the changes that's already taken place. <laughs> Cheeseburgers left the kids' menu. You can still order them, but they're not on the menu. The main options are now uh, regular hamburgers, uh, four to six piece chicken McNuggets. Fry portions got smaller. Side choices include apple slices, yo play yogurt, chocolate milk and soda, no longer available in Happy Meals. You can choose water, 1% low fat milk. Do kids need 1%? Aren't kids capable of handling full milk? I, I don't, I'm I still caught so, up yeah. that that's a two year old story. <laughs> I. Well, here, let me, let me. I went to the New York Times <laughs> from Children's 2018. News. 2018. What, what kind of dated browser? Is that a GeoCity site that you got that from? <laughs> Somebody sent me a package. You a typed plate, it into and Alta it was, Vista. And it, was pack, it was packed with newspaper. And uh, I opened oh, it you up. Put, and that newspaper looked interesting. Here, I have something to say about Happy Meals. Uh, because my son, it's crazy how much they love McDonald's. Mm-hmm. It is crazy yes. how much a Happy Meal is something I you really want. I can wants. remember it as a child. It's one of my first memories memories of something that made me happy yeah yeah he loves mcdonald's loves happy meals so anyway now when you go through and you order a happy meal um and then you give them your specifications like for you know which particular thing you want which drink you want um lately they've been saying is it for a boy or a girl Mm -hmm. because it determines what toy they give and i don't have a problem with it but or maybe i do I don't have a problem with it for Elliot. However, it seems like not the best phrasing in this day and age to say it that way. I feel like they should just say, How "Do you your want child identify?" Or they could say, Which "Do, you, do want, you want?" Yeah, do you want Fast and Furious or do you want those are the two choices right now? Fast and Furious or Spirit? Like, which toy do you want? Or do you want the car or do you want the pony? Or do you, like, I, the, I'm with you yeah. in that in these uh, uh, times, right? Also, maybe uh, if it's not an identity, uh, identity thing, is that a good sentence? Uh, maybe the kid wants the other toy. Maybe the kid wants the other toy. Why, sh- why pre-shame them? Right. Maybe the yeah. kid wants spirit, which right. by the way, I don't know what that is. Is that a horse of some sort? I believe it's a, a horse. Stallion? I think so. Is it a stallion? I don't know. Maybe. It might not even be a horse. Because maybe I don't give a shit about Fast and the Furious, yeah. but I want a little horsey on my desk. Right. Maybe you want a horse Nothing on Nothing female yeah. about a horse. Jesus. Yeah, the ladies like to ride on the horse. Well, yeah, and like it, it was actually Queen Elizabeth who died under one. Oh, my goodness. Is that true? Absolutely true. 100%. Do you get a new story there from 2016 <laughs> to confirm that? From 1896, <laughs> I think it was. Well, they wrote about it in 16. <laughs> I just think McDonald's is uh, opening themselves up to uh, little... outcry or a lawsuit or something. That's right. Like, but what are you doing, it, people? I don't know. Aren't there enough things to be mad about? I mean, is that another one that we need to take the Twitter? And when I say we, I mean, people take the Twitter on and go, hey, I had this happen at McDonald's and now we should all boycott them because they don't know how to ask about a toy. Do you want me to delete my tweet? Is that what you're saying? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just kidding. Did yeah. you tweet about um, it? No, 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 no. I didn't. Yeah, well, you I tweet podcasts is about, you know, this is where it started. Yeah. You can look back in two years when McDonald's is out of business <laughs> and know you started it. I just think it is reaffirming very traditional gender roles and... In general, we are, as a culture, kind of moving away from that. And mm-hmm. there's there's less, there are innocuous ways they could say it 
that would be better, I think. My son used to put dresses on with his friend Riley on a regular basis. They used to put on dresses and run around with little princess freaking sticks, and we didn't give a shit. Who cares? Right? But but you know, there's dudes somewhere that are like, you know, that uh, yeah. are ashamed that their kid's doing that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, my kid puts that dress on, runs around, Jim. Yeah. You know, we can't have that. No. That's my Southside Chicago guy. Oh. That's a bunch of guys. Yeah, they, you know, that uh, you heard about Don's kid, right? Puts the dresses on, runs around. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. The next thing you know, he's up, he's up on uh, Broadway. He's up you on know, Broadway. He's making a couple of bucks. The hard way. Sucking a guy off. That's what they do up there. You know that, Jim? That's what they're doing up there. That's what I grew he's up holding, with. He's got a uh, got a horse in his hand. <laughs> and a kid, a kid, Don's kid goes to the McDonald's gets the horse. What's next? What's that kid going to do next? Dresses and such? It's awful, Jim. I didn't make a good sandwich there at McDonald's, though. I like March. They get to McFlurry. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do some highs and lows? Yes. Lows. God, that sounded so gay. Your yes? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It just felt a little bit like a guy on E commenting on fashion or something. <laughs> like, look at Serena Williams. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wants to start? I'll start. You start. Here's my high is uh, I got back from the road. And as Jimmy knows, Sunday is the day you come home. And it's the happiest day of the week. You you know, as much as we love what we do for a living, we don't appreciate having to do it on a two connecting flights to mm. the Midwest in January, February. And uh, so but February I, 2018. Yes. The one he's this is a story, two year old story. <laughs> this is before global warming. It was colder <laughs> back then. And uh, and so I come home and I just had the best re entry day. Yeah, yesterday. you did? It was fantastic. I fly in. Wife picks me up at the airport with the two dogs in the car. That's standard. I love that. The dogs go berserk. You get, uh, hang on now, you get dropped off at the airport? Well, we live 15 minutes away. You're close to the airport. Yeah, in Venice. All right, very good. Yeah. All right. So she picks me up, and then the dogs give me some love. We, we stop at Pete's Coffee. I get myself a small Americano and a, uh, a blueberry scone. I enjoy that. Get home. Get the Sunday paper out. A little golf on TV. A little bit of that. And I take the, uh, me and the wife take the dogs for a walk to the hardware store. What'd you get? Uh, some hooks. Just some hooks. For? Mm. Putting up some art. We just bought oh, some art. Nice. Yeah. And so, uh, so, but I ran into ran into two friends on the way. Ch- See, I love Venice Beach because people know each other. Mm-hmm. I love that I know my neighborhood. I know everybody's kids. I watched them grow up from babies, and now they're in college. And and you and and so and then this ninety three year old man was taking a walk, and he stopped us. Just we live on Walk Street, so it's just a sidewalk with houses on either side. So people are extremely friendly. This guy stops us and just starts telling us about what it was like back in the nineteen thirties in Newark, New Jersey, where he grew up and how everybody knew what their ethnicity was. It was a little racist. And uh, and then I came home. Wait, 93-year-old man, I'm sorry, he just stopped you out of the blue yeah. to start telling you about how it was back in the 30s? Well, he said hi. And we said hi. And then he goes, how you guys doing? It was like a, okay, let's stop and turn and square off and talk to this guy. Right out of the gate, I'm 93. And he, he looked 72. So He looked great. He looked great. It's that everyday walk that he takes. Yeah, three miles a day. And he uh, told you that? Yeah. Three miles a day. That's a so, nice walk. Really I is. know. What else is he doing? Tai Chi. He also does Tai Chi, he said. <laughs> he does? For his balance. 
At he 93. Said, he said, you lose your balance as you get older, so he does Tai Chi for Good the for balance. Him. What's his name? Did you get his name? Morton Cinderman. Are you serious? You no idea. Okay. No oh. idea what his name was. You talked to this guy about everything, but you didn't say what's your name. He gave me the name. I, you know, it goes through me. Remember. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Morton came Cinderman. home, played a little paddle tennis with a friend, and then uh, did, my daughter was home with a couple friends. They were baking a cake together. Then we did, I was gone for Valentine's Day, so I took my wife out to a nice sushi restaurant, sat down. Who's at the next table? Martin my- Sinderman. <laughs> He's everywhere. <laughs> Mark's everywhere. Guy walks everywhere. Yeah. Choke, chokes on a salmon sushi. <laughs> gone. Gone. Yeah, no. all, the, all the walking's not going to help that, Mort. <laughs> Why don't you walk that off? <laughs> and so I sit down. I'm one of my best friends in the world for 30 years. Mary Fitzgerald is at the next table on a date with a guy I know from the WGA who helped me with a case, won me a bunch of money that was owed to me. And so I used to come see my shows and I'm friends with him. So it was just one of those nights. It was it was just one of those where I felt like this is where I live. This is where I, I will retire. I know everybody. And I felt like I was home. It was good. I am so envious of the neighborhood, not specifically that neighborhood, but the neighborhoodiness and the community of where you live. Mm. Maybe I'm envious of, I just don't want to be on the west side. It just feels so far away. But Away from where, though? Away from where? (sighs) My life on the east side. (laughs) (laughs) What's your life? Name three neighbors. Rose. Uh Uh-huh. Chris. And Leah. What about Morty Sindelman? Is that Morton Sinderman's friend? But then you also have neighbors next door you can't stand. Yeah. Has that calmed down? I feel like they had a marching band there the other night, but in general, it has calmed down. (laughs) Have I told you about my neighbors, Jimmy? No, I've not heard about the neighbors. Okay, so uh, the house next to us for the longest time when we moved in was empty uh, because apparently the woman who lived there had passed away and her kids owned it and there was no one there. And so we've been like, who are going to be our neighbors? How exciting. Uh, And then it turned out that two couples, they're both married, moved in and the men are both pastors and i thought oh that's intriguing what's you know so that there's a lot of questions and then they knock on my door one day at like 5 30 p.m to tell the women knock on my door to introduce themselves I'm like oh how nice and to let me know that they're having a youth group at their church no sorry a youth group for their church at their house that night and i thought they were going to invite me and i was going to go because i need to know what's going on um which makes me sound like mrs kravitz yeah, is that her name? Business, yeah. yeah but um they didn't invite me they just wanted to let me know there was going to be some music and i'm like okay cool don't you think that's nice i think it's nice it's nice until i heard the drummer and the pa and the sound check oh, oh wow they're having like a concert okay um so every wednesday night they have a concert Wait, every wednesday yeah wow of christian rock it's not rocking what are they playing Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes I, I, if you go, if you follow me on Instagram, I have a highlighted bubble called Neighbors, and it's just me outside, like with my phone, uh, t- letting people hear it. So it's just, you know, it's some, uh, it's not, it's, it's okay, but not great rock music, but it's not like rock and rock. So it's but Christian it's still, rock. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm sorry. I took such a long way of disagreeing with you when I should have just agreed with you. Yeah, it's I Christian think rock. Quicker. <laughs> 
Mission Rock. But so I was kind of losing my mind over this Um, because I'm like, I got real on my high horse. Like, we did not buy a house in this neighborhood to live next to a concert. Um, And like, this is, you know, and then Daniel was a little calmer about it. But long story short, which wasn't great for the ongoing saga of this on my podcast, Daniel went over one day. And explained because they said it was going to be done by 930 p.m. And it was like, no, not getting wrapped up. Mm -hmm. And there was like one night where there was someone out there going like, woo. And I'm like, are they are they drinking? What's going on? Um, It was like a frat party kind of. So he talked to them about what time our kids go to sleep. And they were really apologetic. And they're like, yeah, if it's ever too loud, just come over. And then since then, it was a lot better. So like I said, really didn't help with my podcast, keeping the story going. Yeah, you need the, the, the material. Yeah. material. But, oh, Jimmy. <laughs> but it got a lot better. But then, like I said, I swear I heard a marching band the other day. Jesus. They had a trombone and a trumpet and a tuba. Just the like. Thrrr. That guy, a little drummer boy. Yeah, the military drumming. Doing that, right? That, well, maybe somebody passed away. They're doing taps. How about a little respect for the dead? I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody died next that. door. I had not thought about <laughs> There's, that. You'll smell it soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's your high. All right. What's your high? My high was uh, we took Elliot to Disneyland for Ooh. his birthday. And uh, he he was he turned three, which I thought was going to be a little bit young. But we had the best time. We went on a Tuesday in February of this year. And it was so not crowded that's amazing it wasn't empty but the last few times we've gone which was years ago we would get there it would be so crowded you could barely walk around we'd go on one ride and then decide uh, we can't handle this and then like get something to eat and then leave um but we could go we went on like five rides did you get the fast pass oh big question you were debating whether or not to be three under three is free but he is three and you're having a moral conscience. oh he's free no we paid you oh, you're did. the dumbest. You're the dumbest. Oh. You're the dumbest human being I've ever yes. met in my entire life. Can yes. I tell you're you? You're the that dumbest. Is a fail. I know. You're the dumbest. Can I? <laughs> it hurts me that you did that. Here's the thing. We paid for our tickets online ahead of time. So we really could have gotten him in for free. But Daniel said to me, I would rather pay. I don't think it's good to set a precedent of lying in front of him. He doesn't know you're lying. No I idea. You just no. walk in. The child has no idea. You know but what he's you... going to know when there's no carrots in his lunch? And you go, Where, where's the carrot? We're a little tight this month. If you go to, here's the thing. This is what this was what Daniel told me. If you go to Main Street and you tell them it's your kid's birthday, they'll give him like a special button. So he didn't, Right, so I, at that point, you I know go, they're not going to cross. Three? They're not going to. We see the ticket here, young man. You, you did nothing <sighs> yeah. but waste money. Yes. I know, and my time. Away. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and the patience of my listeners. I'm mad at Daniel. I'm not yeah. mad at you anymore. I apologize for calling you dumb. I don't know Daniel well enough, but if he comes near me, I'm going to tell me. Daniel dumb. is very honest, and as much as I was like, "Well, there goes a hundred dollars." I did, and the respect of Jimmy, Greg, and the listeners, I did think to myself, I do like this quality in him because I know that he would never be able to cheat on me. Mm. You know, Danielle and I are probably uh, very, we're very much like Daniel. We're, the, we're really honest people in that we, we don't lie. We don't, you know, mm. cheat. We don't. Uh, so would uh, you have paid? Y- y- no, <laughs> this is one where it's like, yeah, that's, that's he turned, he's turned three. Just turned three. Well, he, he turned. He turned three on the third, and we went on the fourth. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You really, 
You were no. I think you got a year, man. You got a got year, a two years. Yeah. Mustache. He's very <laughs> mature for his age. I know. I think that Dan. I think Daniel was worried about someone saying to him, "And how old are you, little boy?" And then he goes, "I'm three. And they go, "Good for you. Happy birthday, young man." Also, kids don't know their age at three. He doesn't know he's three. You don't think so? He doesn't put up no, the I fingers. Th- he knows. He does, does he know? I'm did he know he, on the fourth? Oh. Did he know on the fourth? <laughs> had he made the transition? He, for weeks ahead of time, if you asked him how old, he would say, I'm going to be three. So he did know. But I think we were afraid on our way through the turnstile, they would say, how old is he? And then Daniel would say two, and then it would confuse him. None of that happened, though. We could, ha- we could have not paid Nobody's for talking to you while you walk through the turnstile. No. Nobody cares no. about you. No, they're busy counting money. Everybody's money. We just, we just didn't know. How it was going to be. I want him to give me $100. It sounds like he's just throwing money around, Daniel. Yeah. How come he's not getting paid for doing our podcast? Tell him that you're going to give it to Bernie's campaign. He'll hand it right to you. Really? Not really. Actually, so quickly to go back to the financial infidelity story. I am, I'm pro Warren. He's pro Sanders. Like he's very into Sanders. And I wanted to uh, give her a little bit of money. Just a small donate. I got one of those tweets that's like, can every, you know, if everyone chips in $2 and da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, I, I would like to donate a tiny bit of money to her. But because of, you know, uh, financial infidelity, I feel like, and because it's shared money, I, sh- I feel like I should find out from i should let him know i can't just go do this since we want different people so i said to him hey have you given any money to sanders and he got he acted like like he was caught with hand in the cookie jar yeah he was like um he he acted so guilty and he Mm -hmm. had only given like 25 Mm dollars and i'm like i don't have a problem with it i'm just asking you because i want to give someone to warren and i feel like we need to be tell each other about it and you're also neutralizing each other yeah i know Anyway, what was your high? Uh, that's funny because I found out about all this money Aaron's giving to the ACLU and Planned Parenthood. Like, I'm looking at the credit card. And I go, well, how about a little fucking consultation? What, yeah. what I like to give to. I do think you need it's if it's shared that's, money. I do think it needs to be a conversation. That's the only financial infidelity I can think of with her was was the donations. Yeah, yeah. What about you? You guys discuss I, I, I keep concert ticket prices a little uh, close to the vest. I don't uh, reveal how much I've spent on that. Oh. Does that she have be... access to the info, though? Uh, no, she does not. Oh. But if she, if she, look, if she asks, I will tell her. What's the most you ever paid for a concert ticket? Oh, I don't want to go into that right now. <laughs> I, 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 what is the most for a concert ticket? Because we just bought Stones tickets for the opening night in San Diego, and we spent a phenomenal amount of money. What, I, what does that mean? Four like, figures? Th- no. No, I shouldn't say phenomenal. I've never spent $350 on one concert ticket. We got two tickets. No, we bought four. I take it you have not gone to Hamilton. No. No, I did. I sent my family to Hamilton. I was in New York with them, but I was working. So I got three tickets to Hamilton, but I got them through my agent. So I got them at face value. They were like 150 bucks each. Oh, nice. You know, when I bought, first time I went to see Hamilton, I bought them for 375 bucks each. And I could, I thought, I, this is outrageous. Mm -hmm. And then when I told my friend, uh, who's in the Broadway world, uh, I said, yeah, I got to pay 375. He goes, that's a steal. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, he goes, look again. He goes, you yeah. could sell those probably for a thousand. I could have sold them yeah. easily for a thousand dollars. Yeah, we got ours for like a buck fifty through yeah, the United eight. Talent Agency. Uh I've spent way more than that on uh, concert tickets. Uh, have you spent more than three fifty? Yeah. I, I I for Cat Stevens, I spent um a crazy amount of money. Really? Because I've been waiting my whole life to see him and I rationalized this may be a once in a lifetime thing. He came back the next year. But um <laughs> uh I was spent, it worth it? Uh yes. 
Yes. Was. Yeah. 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 What's the most you've played for paid for Chicago tickets? Uh, Chicago, that's your favorite. Uh, You've you seen them like 20 times? No, I've seen them over 100 times. Wow. Um, I, I, probably like 175. Yeah. But I think that's kind of the norm, yeah. you know. But I've also spent, you know, eight, you know, back in the 80s where, you know, tickets were $8, $15. Right. Um, right. So it all equals out, right? Mm. <laughs> is it all? Plus, we got to get to San Diego. We're getting an Airbnb. There's like uh, four couples that all got in. My friend's flying in from Philly for it. That'll be fun. With his wife. It'll be a, It'll be a fun night. Maybe uh, maybe take some mushrooms or something. I feel like Greg's life is still like college. Are you? Do you have this it. many friends that you see all the time? Um, no, I, I I've got my little group of friends, and uh, I don't see them nearly enough. I would rather be home with my wife and son. I would rather be out doing something with my wife and son than and that's I. I, I Although if my friends call and say, hey, do you want to do something? Yes, I'm in. But uh, I enjoy being home. I enjoy being with them. I enjoy. Do you have friends that you met through Oliver's friends, parents? No. That's no, a tough that, relationship that, to forge sometimes. We are friendly. And Danielle is certainly has, has, has forged friendships. But uh, And maybe the dudes are all friends without me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, no. Uh, it's tough to relate to when you're a comedian. I think that's the biggest problem. Yes. is I uh, I'll say something and then that's the end of that friendship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know something that you two would laugh at. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, that's exactly what it is. And they go, "Oh wow, that seems harsh." And yeah. then I go, "Fuck, why did I say that?" Yeah, and then you know you see them talking about it. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I almost got into a fist fight with this guy who's a liberal judge on the West Side. And I said, because our kids go to a Spanish immersion school, so half the kids are from Spanish-speaking homes. And and uh, and I go, yeah, I go, the teachers have a lot less problem with the Latino kids, way better behaved. And he goes, that is so racist. I go, how is it racist? First of all, it's a compliment. First, and it's a fact. Second of all, you're, it's you're a pointing fact. Out something. They come from these families that are intact. They are Catholic. They are here in as immigrants, so very often they are trying to keep a low profile. A lot of them are not documented, and they are well-behaved. They have less crime. Immigrants have a way half the crime rate as naturalized citizens in this country. My president tells me that they're rapists and murderers. What yeah. are you talking about? Right, right, right. Jimmy. Yes? What was your high of the you week? You know, well, my high, again, I guess uh, would just be spending time with my wife and son. We had a nice weekend. Uh, Valentine's Day uh, went out for a nice uh, dinner for uh, Valentine's Day. The three of you? Day. The three of us, yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, we don't, uh, we, we, have our, we have our certain, you know, maybe birthdays and such. We might. Uh, Is there one restaurant you guys like? Is it, you have, you have one now, we have a tough time with restaurants, to be honest with you. We uh, mm. we kind of just go, hey, how about there? And uh, yeah, we we, we got that seems like the opposite of a tough time. We have a tough time uh, picking a favorite. Oh. I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, we wish that we could. Um, like even tonight, uh, I said, hey, you know what? Oliver doesn't have school. He doesn't have homework, so we can maybe say it a little bit later. Let's go out for let's go get a nice dinner. And uh, she's like, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't know, figure it out. Like we don't we don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Usually you've got like an Italian, usually Italian because kids love pasta. Well, we do like Italian. There's yeah. no question about that. Uh, but there's no one restaurant. That not you... really, no. We went to, where did we go on uh, Valentine's Day? We went to uh, Bossa Nova. Is that the, uh, is oh, that Brazilian? sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went there. Oh, that's great. And it was delicious. I enjoyed it. And then uh, Saturday I put in a new doorknob. 
Ooh. Um, and I am not a handy guy at all. And you would have thought I ma- I built the house. Like, that's I get how proud it. I was. I get it. It's two screws. It literally takes seven minutes. But I was like, uh, I did it. I just see. Hey, did you see the doorknob? Take a look at the doorknob. Look at that. Look at the way it turns. Yeah, yeah. doorknob. Got it. <laughs> but I was. I was. Uh, I hung a picture. Went to the hardware store. Got a hook. Hung a picture. Felt good about felt it. Felt good about it. Yep. I'm not a. I'm not a handy guy. So whenever whenever I do something that seems somewhat handy or what like what my dad would have just done first thing like we getting up on a saturday oh what'd you do today well i did the doorknob thing that i did this 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 and this whereas i what'd you do i did the doorknob end of story yeah proud of it <laughs> yep uh, did you exchange cards with oliver valentine's cards do you involve him i in did not holiday? but danielle did give him a card yeah did I, he give her a card uh no he forgot it was valentine's day yeah so he did not uh, uh my father sent him a card and uh, I gave Danielle a card. That's where the cards ended. My son, such a mama's boy, first year in college, mailed my wife a box with dried lilacs in it and a card that would break your heart. Mom, you taught me how to love. Oh, my gosh. I will love you forever. Unbelievable. And called her. I'm like having a weird visceral reaction. I think I might cry. Mm. <laughs> As a mom, that's so sweet. But at the same yeah. time, uh, it's Valentine's <laughs> Day. Save that for Mother's Day. You're right. Save that for Mother's Day. That You're seems right. creepy on Valentine's. Really? I, well, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it if I didn't have kids, I might be having that reaction. I have kids. Don't act like, like. But you're not a mom. I have a mom. Okay, fine. Do you do you send your mom flowers on Valentine's Day? Uh, you know what? Sadly, I said I have a mom. She passed away two years ago, but um. No, I would not, because I thought it was weird. Now, cut to Danielle will say, "Dude, you sent it every year." Yeah, uh, I thought it. I think. I think. I, I think I'm guilty of it. I think I did. I think I did in my in my younger days. I do every year. You know what I did for years? I always sent her chocolate covered strawberries. Yeah, and uh, she had to keep reminding me that she's uh, fiercely allergic to strawberries. You're an idiot. <laughs> And then I, wow. would, I would forget the next year and do it again because they were a sponsor of the podcast. You know, my my dad every Christmas for like about six years in a row, my dad would get me a wallet, mm. and I and every year I'd go, I go, Dad, I, I have the perfect wallet. I'm good with wallets. I don't need a wallet. Uh, okay, Jim, I'll return it. And then the next year, I open up my gift and it's a wallet. I go, Dad, I'm telling you. And he goes, I, goes oh, I saw the one. I thought you like. I go, I'm, I'm telling you, you never need to buy me a wallet. Yeah. And for six years, and yeah. then Danielle and I would be driving to Christmas. She goes, What do you think, wallet? I go, Of course, it's gonna be a wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get stuck in like a gift rut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what was your low, Greg? My low was I was uh, well. It was that I was away on uh, Valentine's Day this year. I was in Austin, and I really try to carve out the holidays. I'm really good about it. And uh, this one was a club that I had not worked for a few years because I canceled on them with only a few weeks' notice, so they banned me. So when the wow. new date came in, even when it was Valentine's Day, I said, honey, can I just do this? Because it's like my second favorite club in the country and I got to do it. So I was there, uh, but I sent her flowers and then uh, we went out to uh, a nice dinner last night, mm-hmm. threw a move on her, got shut down, felt that was inappropriate. <laughs> you felt it was inappropriate. It's Valentine's Day. What kind of, how, how does she shut you down? Well, she said she was uh, too hot she said she was too warm. <laughs> I get that. I go, well, I got a couple. Let's break open the Kama Sutra. I'm sure there's a couple positions that don't involve a lot of physical contact. Mm. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> I, I don't, but I'll take your word for it. I, I've never... Oh, there's all kinds of positions. Yeah, I, I, I'm familiar with the book, but not uh, specifics. Well, you got a reverse cowgirl where she's up on her knees, faced away from you, and they're able to look at you. Yeah, but that, what's that, how does that help with heat? Well, well, she didn't want me laying on top of her. Oh, I see. She, uh, okay. I feel like that position could even get kind of cold if it's drafted. Yes. There. Yeah. Oh, so that'd be helpful. Yeah. Oh, so you're thinking of her. Good for you. <laughs> Milo. Uh, and now, Jimmy, we have a rich history of Greg's low being something like someone died and then mine something very minor. My nail <clears throat> broke. <laughs> I don't know where this one fits in, but it surprised me how much it affected our life. Our microwave broke. Just out of the blue, <clears throat> came with the house, seemed newish, and all of a sudden it just the the display was off. It did not do anything. So I thought, okay, just got to get a new one. That it was going to take a week for the new one to arrive. So for that entire week, we didn't have a microwave, uh, and it is weird how reliant on a microwave we are with kids. Although it was sort of like a hidden high because I realized that I could use I'm not I don't use the oven a lot I'll use the oven if I'm doing a recipe that tells me to use the oven but I guess I just don't really know how to use the oven that well on my own so I never would like look at in the same way that I can look at something and be like I feel like that should go in the microwave for 50 seconds I would never look at something and be like I feel like that's 325 degrees for I just don't I just don't speak oven um <clears throat> but I had to learn it a little bit and I was able to learn it that being said, I'm very happy that we have a microwave now. Tough low. Jesus. I know. You did it though. You were like a frontiers woman. I know. I just like just like my forefathers did. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Jimmy. Be proud that you got on the other side of that. Did you get a new microwave? We did, yes. Yeah. We but, actually got a convection microwave. Oh, it's the best, right? Those are great. Well, I haven't quite learned. Is that what you have? Yeah, but uh, aren't your uh, aren't most of them now convection? Uh, conve I'm really having a tough time talking today. Yeah, you said valanced signs. Yeah, I'm having earlier. a tough time talking. Yeah. I'm so rattled by the two of you. <laughs> no. and I it's just... the sexual energy we put out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you can have a dream about me next week. I hope so. I welcome it. <laughs> or I just say, "Go, oh, oh, Greg, oh, I'm too warm." <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't. Then I don't. I don't act on it. I can have a horse in my hand. Why, why is that? Oh, yeah, a little spirit. Hmm. Love it. I uh, convection, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. We have a convection. Uh, I haven't learned how to use it. I'm still. I'm like afraid. It's so uh, in my mind that in a microwave you can't put metal that I can't trust the convection microwave aspect of it. I just I need to learn how to use it. Well, with a kid, I, I think you need to be aware of certain plastics. They say don't microwave plastics right. because it uh, leaches toxins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. It's a whole BPA phthalate thing. Mm -hmm. What was your low, Jimmy? You know, I uh, I was thinking about that while I was uh, pretending to be interested in your two lows. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Um, uh, I, I don't know if I had a low. Uh, oh, Jesus. A, a real low. I, I've, just, I've been dealing with this uh, health issue with my left testicle. And so that feels that, like a low. That, yeah, it's been a little annoying. But that's been going on for a few weeks now. Well, do so, you tell? Just sit on uh, it? Uh, I did not sit on it, mm. Fonz. Um, I um, <laughs> nice one. Uh, it, it, I had to, I, I went to a bunch of doctors, and we still don't know 100 percent what it is. Uh, so I see another guy next week. What are the symptoms? Um, just pain. You know, mm. it, have you ever had epididymitis? 
No. That's where your epididymis gets infected. What's your epididymis? It is uh, the little, uh, oh boy, you'd think I would have a better explanation considering how much I've dealt with this. Uh, it, it, it carries the sperm from somewhere to somewhere. Okay. I, be- I believe. Sure. It's a I sperm be- conveyor. Maybe. I don't know. And if, It's if, something in your, in your man. It's, a, it's, in, in, it's your in the scrot. And if, if it gets infected, it, it feels like somebody's jabbing a knife into your testicle. No. It's really horrible. Whoa. And so I thought it was that again. And um, turns out it wasn't. Does it come in waves or is it a dull it's, egg? It's in waves. There's a dull... I get, luckily, the dullness is gone, uh, but I'm providing that for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, it comes in waves. And when it comes in waves, like it, like... like like you feel like you were gonna sweat <sighs> and like oh and vomit it's it's awful Whoa. so for weeks now wow. for weeks how but often you know, does the wave come uh well you know once around the stadium and then uh <laughs> when it gets to me i put my hands up that's a premise uh based on what you said a joke about doing the wave at the stadium um what if there was a stadium we, filled with guys that have this condition oh we wouldn't be waving we, wave. we wouldn't be getting up <laughs> We'd all just go, oh, oh. I the very first time I got up at the demise, I was at the uh I woke up and I was like, Oh, this is weird. This is this is this is a horrible pain. And I thought as a gentleman that I uh had uh I guess what's commonly referred to as blue balls. And it was like, Well, I'll take care of that and then I uh, I won't be in pain anymore. And that made it worse. Oh and then I had to get on an airplane. So I go to the airport. Oh and it was like, Jesus, I was going to Peoria, Illinois, and I was like, Oh, this is horrible. And I was just like, all I was thinking, like, well, when I get the Peoria, I go to the doctor. It's like, well, why don't you go to the doctor locally, you idiot? And But, I, you know, you don't, you, you're so worried about gigs. And so I was at the airport, and they said, you know, flight 1212 is uh, boarding. And it's like, oh, okay. And I stood up and collapsed. And they were like, are you okay, sir? I go, I don't think I am. I don't think I'm getting on this plane. And uh, so then I did not go. And I went to the emergency room. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a bit of my epididymitis. Uh, we'll give you some antibiotics, and it'll be gone in two days. And it was gone in two days. Did you go to Peoria for the rest of the day? I then went, uh, I, I flew two days later to Peoria and did the uh, the weekend, yeah. So you missed two nights. I missed one night. Okay, that's I was flying it a day that's early because I'm a decent human being. You do that? No, just this one time I did because they asked me to. Oh, to do press in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. And But ordinarily, that's a strong, uh, I'll see you Friday. <laughs> I'll see you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you get to the bottom uh, of this ball pain. Yeah, it's it's not good. It, it, it it's 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 abdomen and and, and then it uh, shoots down in the left testicle. Oh, uh, but you know, if you listen to my podcast, uh, you'll know that I've always got some sort of health issue, and this is just another one in my. No, but it's scary because if you if a testicle flips on you, sometimes it can actually kill you. Yes, and I, so I was in Paris, Texas, doing a show when this pain really came on this trip, hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna get on the plane tomorrow morning and. I, so I immediately landed and went to the emergency room as soon as I landed because I was I feared that it was uh, that it could torsion. be twisted because yeah mm. torsion that because it was feeling a little weird down there too mm. Jesus yeah but it wasn't that they immediately ruled that out you got to start Good. working some cities that have better hospitals just just let that leave for some reason <laughs> not, not, nobody supported you nobody fought you on it just, okay. Jimmy Pardo, it was delightful to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm very, I'm very. I just told you guys this off air. I'm very flattered that I'm your first guest yeah. in this in studio. I know in you did studio. these these live ones that and make no mistake. I was jealous that I was not asked. Mm. A lot I, of people. I was like, oh, okay. I guess Richter cuts it, huh? You know, Pardo <laughs> always brings the goods, but yeah, you know, I see you're trying to sell some tickets with the TV guy. I get it. Well, you've set a high bar. 
Did I? Yeah. Kind of you feel did. like I'm a little snoozy today. No, I no. feel like you were so good. Do you good. really feel I do. like that? I feel like I'm a little snoozy. I'm having trouble talking. No, but you. But I feel I wanna, snoozy. I don't I am think shocked that you would say no, that. No, you. I been, felt like you were sharp. Oh, you're very. You kind. listened yeah. and answered like a real Chicago guy. I would. listen and answer no matter what the situation. Really, is. really funny. Oh, come on. Vulnerable yes, with your and. ball story. Yep. All right. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. I was. Yeah. That was a real. Low. You asked me what the low was. Oh, I'm glad you were the last low. Nobody could have followed that. No. You guys. My high was would... a doorknob. My low. Although a doorknob and an incestuous Valentine's Day. The high could have also been one last night in Peoria. <laughs> Again, we're going to leave that alone. I, I like that Peoria Club's great. I love it. I've never you been guys, there. Oh, if you want to email us, childishpod at gmail.com. If you want to leave a voicemail, we do voicemails on the show often. Three, two, th- and uh, include a question in your voicemail. 323-553-2331. Follow us on social media at childishpod. Keep those Apple podcast reviews coming. They help out the show in the charts so much. Uh, download, tell a friend. Greg. I got some dates, folks. If you want to come out and see me, I will be in, uh, I'm going to be in Boise, Boston. Um, I don't know. Just go to fitzdog.com and you can find the dates. And listen to my other podcast, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Uh, Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Big date. I just announced St. Patrick's Day, New York in uh, Rockville Center on St. Patrick's Day. Me, Kevin Brennan is going to come out. That'll be controversial. Uh, go to my website for tickets. It's uh, and then and then St. Patrick's Day in Hollywood on on September on March 14th. Great. Jesus, this part of kids getting to me. AllisonRosen.com. I'm on Cameo. I'm on Patreon. Um, Jimmy. Uh, we have a live Never Not Funny coming up uh, March uh, the 2nd in, at Vitello's in Studio City, California. Uh, those are always fun. If you're in the area, come on out. Uh, and then our 1,000th episode of Never Not Funny drops on the 26th of February. Which is, I believe, when this episode comes out. Uh, I'm competing against myself. You're, it's synergy, <laughs> baby. Okay, you see, you see the positive. Yeah. Whereas I see that people are not going to listen to both of them. No, they will. They I need think more they will, too. Jimmy. Um, and then I'm off the road for uh, until uh, April, where I go to uh, Salt Lake City. Nice, uh, wise guys. One of my favorite clubs in the country. Great, club. love it. You want to drop my name? I think we talked about a mutual name drop at a couple. I've already done it through the one. Good, thank you. I don't know that this is interesting. Okay. <laughs> Confirmed. Well, thank you guys for listening. I'm Greg Fitzsimmons. I'm Jimmy Pardo. I'm Allison, and we are childish. childish.